Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. All right. Hello, everybody. We're so excited you're here for another episode of Human Design Hot Topics. I am, of course, here with my lovely co-host, Janelle. And then today we get to talk to my friend, Matt, who is a 2-4 mental projector. And Matt and I have a mental projector mastermind coming up in the end of August. So we're just here to nerd out on being a mental projector together. So thank you so much for being here, Matt. It's so good to talk to you and introduce you to everybody. Hi. Hi. Spoiler alert, this is a mental projector episode. So that's what we're going to be talking a lot about. I mean, I'm sure we'll go off on tangents on other stuff, but yeah, that's what we are. So that's what we know. (laughs) I think that's most of our audience. So everybody's happy. (laughs) Yay. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited. We're all here. I'm excited. We started the Facebook, by the way. We started a mental projector Facebook, Rebecca and I, that goes along with the environment mental projector on Instagram situation. So if you want to check us out, I'm talking about that now because this is a very mental projector centric episode. So I thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> um, so I guess I thought this was interesting what you said before, Rebecca, like the life of a mental projector or the days, the life and times of a mental projector, I thought it was kind of a cool thought because we talk about strategy and authority all the time. We talk about how we're different and how having nothing defined below really changes how we are day to day, but we don't really talk about what that means for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of nuance to it. And one thing that um, Matt really got my attention on, he was just talking one day on his stories about he has kind of a theory that we're a bit of a hybrid of reflector and mental projector and I was like oh my gosh I've said this before too and so we just got started talking so I was just curious Matt if you if you um, had any other insights on that or wanted to share your viewpoint on that because I think it would be fun to explore okay thanks um do you have to own the fact that I'm um I'm in my uh, natal sun earth energy, so um, there'll be a balance between acceptance and revolution, um, you know, or last resort kind of revolution. So let's just navigate that together a little bit. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, my position is that um, that a mental projector is the most um, underserved um, aspect of the human design knowledge base. Um, And that I found, you know, when I originally found out about human design, um, after studying all kinds of psycho-spiritual archetypical systems like Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, DISC, you name it, so on, and try to figure out like why I felt so different from other people and you know, are all of these feelings that come up and everything that um, that human design provided the clearest perspective on it. But then there was a point where walk ended up, into the, uh, up to the point where like I'm very thirsty for information about, you know, what it means to be a mental projector, how we operate correctly in this world, how we come into clarity, all of these things, and only to find that the source information just stops abruptly 
Yeah, these people out for themselves. And like 30 years later, we still haven't like taken that invitation. And so the thing, <laughs> the thing that really lights me up is trying to figure out, you know, like really what is the function, you know, purpose of a mental projector? How do they operate correctly? Um, you know, in the environments that they feel drawn to, um, and um, and how do they uh, take up space um, in the world correctly as themselves? How do we fit in properly and not wind up becoming the, um, you know, to use a raw terminology, the super slave of the environment that we're operating in? I see you nodding. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yes, we can hear you. Okay, yeah, the video just Stop. I have really poor uh, mountain rural internet, so apologies. It's okay. It's okay. For... Yeah. yeah, no, that's perfect. So, yeah, keep going. Okay. All right. Um, so, so yeah, it's a, I feel like, I feel like it's time for us to, to, to kind of wake up as a, as a subtype and the, and like sort of the little Frag fragment that that flowed in was that yeah I, I'm I'm married to a three five you know manifesting generator and you know, wow. the way that I've really learned is um, you know like through studying you know like what's around what's in my environment so I have a I have this hybrid type you know and I know that like the fundamentalist in human design there are four aura I get all the aura stuff like we we get lost in the weeds sometimes. But the fact is, is that we have an augmented strategy for a subtype of a sacral being mm -hmm. that is part manifester strategy, not aura, strategy, um, and um, and also signature, you know, because they can be prone to anger and like and, and to be able to utilize anger in a, in a really correct way. Um, and, uh, and, and so it left me thinking about like, you know, most mental projectors, when I look at their body graph, it looks almost like a like a reflector. You know, it, it, it's it, there's so much similarity in the amount of openness that's there, and you could say that about a lot of types for sure. But the fact that we don't have um, an established um, authority in our in our form in our body um, is also another similarity to you know to 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 projectors. And I'm not saying that we're lunar beings. I think that we're cosmic beings and that it's not just the lunar cycle that our decision making matures through. It's the totality of all of the planetary bodies that have influence over our progression through time, you know, and so like we come into clarity over time through the planetary transits and how each planetary transit tickles our hanging gates as well as our connection, um, you know, like auric connections as well. So it just takes time for an idea to mature through our openness as we come in contact with what that hanging definition is looking for. It has mm -hmm. to complete the circuit and the operation. And then eventually it's just like, aha, this is the right way to, this is the right way to be. Or oops, I made a mistake. How can I claw back to this place where I can get back into flow and out of resistance? We have a lot of mistakes as thir third lines, you know, Yay. that's what we're here to show. Hooray. I know you think that's hilarious. Just the <laughs> most funniest thing as, as two, four, it's, it's just hilarious. My husband is also a two, four. So I have projected my profile jealousy on him a little bit. It's mostly funny, but it's also, <laughs> I can see Rebecca. It's funny, but it's like not funny at the same time. 
it's well, like it's, 98% funny and then Matt, a little bit of it is like <laughs> yeah well because Matt and I had talked about this because I told him I'm like here's the projection I have about two fours and he's like yeah well it's not all cookies and cupcakes all the time so anyway we had we had a discussion but it's just it's yes we get jealous of the two four a lot <laughs> yeah there, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh let me see if I can oh I, I could come back yay there's yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of projected jealousy on the you know on that natural thing and then there's also a lot of doubt because there you like things just come to you and you're like uh you know is this true so that I love I like specifically love one threes because um I find that they do a really good I have personal view so they have a really good they 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 investigate really well mm -hmm. um in the trigram you know so they're not like looking out in the big perspective like, like they're like in the in the personal view what I can understand so mm -hmm. um there's a good there's a good interplay between those things but um it's really difficult because we live in a world that wants you to cite your source yeah uh, as, the, as a natural how are you going to cite your source I know no. what I know I'm not here to prove anything. I have a wide open G center and, but I live in opposition to a world that wants me to do everything that I'm not. What about the three, six? How do you feel about that? Now I want to know what you think about me. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my youngest son is a three, six MG. Um, oh, really? So We're pretty I'm rare. The three, six. Yeah. I'm fond of the profile. It seems like a, I mean, I, I have a lot of empathy. <laughs> um, would be, like if I were to if I were to imagine you know changing into that those mechanics that I could see how it especially in early life just how wild the ride could be um, mm -hmm. and as a mental projector hmm. yeah. yeah and the six line part is weird because when I first heard role the word role model I was like mm, that's not like I don't want that responsibility that's too much responsibility for me and that was the specific word that I thought before I realized how much I avoid responsibility and how much that like freaks me out um and then I realized that it's like it's the opposite it's zero responsibility to anyone as a six line like you don't you you don't worry about it man like you just kind of let people come in and see what you're doing and you tell them about your stuff it's basically an extension of the sharing of the third line, but you just don't care. So it helps. It helps me with my third line have less like of a freak out if stuff blows up in my face. Cause I'm like, well, hmm, it's kind of supposed to go that way. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you're here to, I mean, you could look at it one, like at the superficial level that it's um, almost role modeling, role modeling experimentation. And the thing, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a technical product manager by trade. So um, experimentation is a big aspect of product development. And when you run experiments, a failure is as valuable, if not more valuable, than a success. So being able to role model failure and success and how to fail upwards feels like a really cool baton to be handed in life. It is until you go, oh, but success is my fucking signature. Ah, so I want that thing. <laughs> But I'm telling you, like, 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 failure is success. success. It's, like, it's, it's, it's learning, learning deeply how not to do something, how to do it better. I it's know. A, there's success and failure. Uh, it's just a hard one. <laughs> it's like you said before about how everybody wants you to to cite your source, 
everybody wants you to be neat and tidy and clean with your stuff, like with your life. Like they, they want you to keep it tight, I feel like. And so I, when I, a third line is like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. But um, the whole world is not as nice as you <laughs> or accepting, I guess, or yeah, open-minded. You're, 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 you're not here to worry about that. I'm not. I'm really not. I don't. Who cares what the world wants? I don't care if the world wants me to prove my work. Right. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, of course, my, you know, my, you know, my North node is, um, well, I, the keynote is aloofness. I forget the gate and number, but you know, like I'm, my mechanics are on point for that. So oh, I, I understand the struggle. <laughs> I have insecurities as well. <laughs> I was looking at the transit because you just mentioned, we were talk, talking about how transits really affect us. I like how you said tickle the, your gates. And so now I hadn't looked at my transit yet today. And it's always interesting to me when my G center is still undefined in the transits because I have five defined G center gates. That's where my cross is. Um, and so whenever it's not defined, when that's like the most places I have little gates to tickle, it's always, I'm like, why? <laughs> like, wow, I'm really not supposed to know where I'm going today. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you're like kind of phasing in and out of um of, of of vulnerability, right? It's like yourself is sometimes defined and it's fixed and it's secure. It's got armor on, and then the armor just gets ripped away. It's not mm -hmm. like you're consciously doing it. It's your yeah. departing door or a planet is moving or something like that. And then there you are, just kind of naked again. Is your uh partner like defined a lot as a manifesting generator or a little? Um She's got a lot going on downstairs. Um, defined sacral, um, open root, believe it or not. Um, oh, yeah, that's got to be hard. I have a completely open root G and will center. Oh, um, man. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun deconditioning. Um, does, she, does she, or do you tell her about the transits or does she, I, I, I find that a lot of times that my generator people don't really care when I, about the transits or pay attention at all. And then the non-sacrals are like, what's happening? I'm feeling all this stuff. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, we go, we go in and out of um of uh, 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 but I really enter into the experiment for sure. Um, is to like like take it a little step at a time and not try to rush to like uh, like full understanding and whatnot. So for me, that feels really correct. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm doing the video thing. By the way, it's not like a ghost. Oh, you're, oh yeah, okay. all right. Yeah, I'm managing. So my audio, oh, I want to see good. you, but I also want to hear you. So I'm like experimenting with face and voice. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure we still have uh, have connectivity. Yeah, your audio is always pretty good. When it gets more, awesome. I take your video off. I banish you. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. we're, 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 we're synced. Yeah. So yeah, she has a. She's a. You know, splenic. So her, her. She's not like a pure MG. Like her. Her authority is filtered through spleen. So it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to. It's a lot to learn from. You know, mm -hmm. it's a lot to to, to struggle with because. You know, I have the 28 and she has the 35. So we give one another that defined root. And, you know, we've agreed for the last 30 something years to struggle together. Um, and we're just now starting to learn what is and is not worth fighting for and struggling together in. 
um, and whose water is whose and all of this sort of stuff. So it's been a it's been an interesting year or so of like really rendering into this experiment together. And mm -hmm. she, you know, like again, like to answer your question, she phases in and out of of you know of wanting to know a little bit more. And it's so, so mm -hmm. you just drop in a little, drop in a little seed and let that seed germinate and you know kind of blossom. Um, and then just uh, we're here to wait. We just wait for the next step to man like to materialize. There's no there's no desire driving it at all. It's just a natural progression of things. And we study the we study the I Ching, the you know like where the where the system is in the, every line every single day together. And we listen to that every day. And it's a it it's got this like crazy. Um, plot line that is so on the button of like what's really materializing in the collective <laughs> and through all of these hexagrams. So that's how she, that's how she studies the transits, um, not so much in a mechanical way, more in a philosophical way, because she's cool. married to a philosopher. <laughs> that's cool. That is really it. cool. I love that. My husband could give two shits, but he's very supportive. He yeah. just doesn't like. He's a defined spleen sacral heart. So he's, I call him my caveman because he's just very <laughs> like instinctual energy. And that's pretty much it. And he's a two, four. So. Yeah. Well, he doesn't need to, he doesn't, he doesn't do care, but he's it. very supportive of what, uh, anything that I tell him, like, he's like, cool. Or he'll ask me something and like neat. But one time <laughs> I said, I said, I was recording him on my phone. And I said, what do you know about generators? Cause he's a generator. And he's like, I don't know anything. I said, well, what, what do you remember from what I told you? And he goes, I'm supposed to do what I like to do and not do what I don't like to do. <laughs> and I was like, good job. <laughs> and I left it at that because it's just, <laughs> it's hard. Like you said, I think it's cool that you guys look at it together. But I also like that my, that I don't have to like show him stuff or teach him stuff because I don't really like teaching human design to be quite honest. <laughs> I want people to come to me knowing things so that we can talk because it's easier for me. But I don't. Rebecca's the teacher. She's a great teacher. I'm, Thank I you. <laughs> I mean that sounds right. That sounds right. Six line a six line on the roof. Yeah. You know, like you're you're up on the roof. People are supposed to come to you. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and yeah. one three is a great education. It makes oh my god, she's so good. All of she the mechanics, and we all and we all want, um, you know, like we all want that. I think you know, like we all like. I'm not like I don't do foundational readings for people. I don't want to introduce somebody to the body graph. I just don't have the energy to sit with somebody in those early phases. You know, like there are other there are other people out there that have like really. First of all, I don't even have investigatory energy when I try to study the system. I have about 10 minutes and then like it, 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 I got 10 minutes of quality investigatory energy and then it just fades into nothing. And I'm just forcing myself mm -hmm. to get better at having to learn all of this stuff. <laughs> and it was at the moment that I surrendered into like, it's just going to come to me through osmosis and mm -hmm. like do what you've always done, which is divination stuff. You studied the I Ching for years, you know, like, you know, like just look at it through the lens of the I Ching. Then the system just started teaching itself to me. Right. So it's, you just kind of find your own way, but yeah, who 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 wants to like who wants to hold someone's hand through all of this? We're here to guide like elite level like like people, like people that are ready to go. They're ready I, to like really learn and expand and you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. I had such a hard time with that when I first started to be get really into human design because I was like, well, this is thing is niche and no one knows about this. So I have to teach them about it. Like I have to show them all about it. They have to, they're going to be just as interested as me clearly. So I got to teach everybody. And so I had foundational readings and they would take me like three hours and I was exhausted and I, I did not care for it. Even when I was charging as much as I possibly thought I could, I was like, I can't sustain this. This is awful. Like, I don't like doing this. And so I really moved what I do from, this is your human design. This is what I know from, from studying. I also have a terrible time studying. I don't, I can't like focus. I have a really hard time focusing, but well, it's all your right arrows. I, I know. And then you teach me so much, but it's, I agree with him. It's like, with what Matt said, I, the harder I try to study, the less I retain. But when we're talking and you say, oh, by the way, this thing that's like stuck in my brain. I'm like, shit, Rebecca just taught me something new and it never leaves. Other mm-hmm. stuff just like goes in and out because I'm bored and I don't want to read this thing. Or I mean, Ra's voice sometimes is like, monotone and it's real difficult for me to listen to I know you can listen to like <laughs> he a just hour. annoys me because he doesn't talk about what he's supposed to talk about and he goes on tangents I'm like stop wasting my time <laughs> I don't even think I get to that point I'll be listening to Rob for like five minutes and I'm like okay your voice is just like putting me to sleep but um, he I mean when I'm getting into it like there's a lot of good stuff it just annoys me when he goes on no, I feel well I like to filter it through you you tell yeah. me and that's what I'm meant to do um <laughs> Can I hop in? Yes, oh, yeah. Because I, th- I think that this is a really what we're discussing right now is a really good example of what I see in our in our true authority, um, which I won't name. Um, I don't accept soundboarding as my authority. I don't. My authority does not accept that. That's for self-projected individuals. I do soundboard, however. Um, what we're doing right now is really describing what I see as is as a, another part, just like the soundboarding, not the authority, but an aspect of our authority, environmental authority. Are you moving towards something or are you feeling like, you know, like sort of averse to it or a moving away from it? Mm-hmm. So that like we do have a, a lot of sensitivity that is overwhelmed by other stimulation that's not us. That we have to learn how to tune into where our edges are, where our true energetic boundaries are, and realize how the environment is malforming that or reshaping it. And so when I try to force myself to act like Rebecca, my whole body goes, and it just like, and, and you know, and, all, and my mind goes haywire, everything goes, goes nuts. Well, that's my environmental authority, like leading me into resistance so that I can stop trying to do stuff and just allow life to come to me correct like to operate correctly it's showing me like i think we have the easiest um authority there is is that's my hypothesis is that we're actually the simplest most straightforward like easiest to operate like if it doesn't feel good don't do it for real like we're i've never met a, a mental projector that like i don't intellectually respect not one. I've met several of them. Not I have met tons of them. But like I mean, we we tend to be relatively smart people, capable mm-hmm. people. Maybe not physically for like endurance and stuff like that. But like I trust our minds. Like we have mental authority um, uh, to a degree that like a lot of people don't. Um, 
And, um, and this is just an expression of that. It's like, you know, like if we just listen to ourselves, it leads us into correctness and correctness leads us into flow. And, and as, you know, and then life just gets easier and easier and we can enjoy what the life that we came here to witness instead of trying to create some other life that's been conditioned upon us. Is there anything that you would say that maybe it makes it harder for us to hear ourselves? Like, can you, can you, yeah, is well, there a, I mean, is there a time when a mental projector could be like, Hey, this is what I think that I want, or this is what I think that I'm, but I, I don't know if I can trust my, my voice. I don't know if I can trust it. Well, I mean, I can you know? say, I mean, I can say one thing. I mean, there's one thing that has to be sort of accepted is the fact that we really, I mean, we don't have a defined G center. None of us do. So there really isn't a, an identity. There's not a defined identity. So like this idea of self is a little bit wonky. Like I am a differentiated form of energy. Um, like I do, but I have this very fluid identity. I become and my environment, I become the people that I'm guiding. I, you know, like, so like I'm constantly in flux and it's only my mind that's trying to measure me against who I used to be that's that's causing all of that all, all of that dysfunction you know that 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 interplay between trying to hold ourselves accountable to who we think we are because we're not here to think what we are we're here to be what we are and then you surrender into just being whatever it is that you are you're not holding yourself accountable to who you were five seconds ago because somebody else might have walked in the room and they changed you and that's okay that's your mechanics man yeah that's cool well I try I've told Rebecca all this time that I don't trust I feel like the universe is trying to trick me or I'm trying to trick me or something's tricking me and so anytime I think I have like a sincere thought about what I want or who I should be I feel like it's a trick like it's not real and I don't know how to like push past that I'm a big crier so <laughs> okay. well, surprise but that's where okay I get stuck huh are you okay like oh like, yeah so this is a mechanical thing that happens when I talk about anything that's important to me or anyone else talks about anything that's important to them okay I just want to respect <laughs> your solar I mean like I, your your ability to choose to avoid you're leaning into it so right oh well yeah because there's not i I've been like this my whole life. I was super avoidant of it when I was younger and I didn't allow people to see me like this. But now I realize yeah. that if I if I want to use my voice, which is kind of what I'm here to do, this kind of comes along. I don't like I'm not upset. Like while as I'm saying these things, I'm I'm happy. I'm just it feels like I'm telling you something that's like reach into my heart. Here you go. Like, that's what it feels like. So I get very vulnerable. And then I'm just like, I cry during any session I have with a person. I cry during most of our podcasts. Yeah, like, to say, just, she's cried at every episode we've ever done. So. <laughs> it's just, it's something about oh, well, the human connection is like. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, 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 it sounds like, you know, one of those moments where you get to see yourself, right? Like, I mean, that, and that's a, like what we're dancing around is like, you know, who is this thing that I've been trying this, this picture that I've been trying to create my whole life of what I am. 
Um, and like, I mean, what I was saying is basically that that's a, that's, I mean, I don't mean to be derogatory, but it's kind of like, that's, that's, that's the fool, you know, that that's mm -hmm. the, in the, in the archetype of the tarot, that's the fool's errand is to, you know, for us mechanically to try to like, say, I am this, what is this? I, there is no definition there. You know, you are us, you know, you are the thing that we, you know, that, that you are your environment, you're an environmental projector. That was what Ra originally referred to us as. That's what we refer to ourselves as a lot of times. Yeah. I feel like it's just shortened yeah. it. They just took the environ and they took it off. And they're like, mental, perfect. And then they... Well, and then there's so many labels. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel much more connected to the environmental piece. Because like you said, it's so crazy that you said our our authority is like one of the easiest ones because when you think about it it is but when it's presented to you from traditional human design standpoint it's a process it's like you have you just have to talk it out with some people which people oh you got to figure out which ones you can trust and then put yourself in environments which environments oh figure that one out on your own it's different every time <laughs> and it sounds yeah. very complicated but when and you said to just like go with what you want to do I think I have to bust through the fact that I don't trust I feel like something is tricking me I don't know what it is why I feel that way like something your is conditioning it's your conditioning of your not self mind it's I mean I like no like I'm just gonna get a little blunt here and I'm doing it for provocation well, you could say, go for it okay it's your mom, it's your dad, it's your grandma, it's the guilt trips, it's the this, it's the teacher that like didn't, you know, that was a bitch. It was, you know, like all of those people are stuck in your openness. They're in you, you know, and yeah. like those, you have to, you have to re-see those things and release those things. That's what deconditioning is all about. It's about becoming yourself and letting go of all of this crap that's been conditioned into you. You know, it's, a, there's, it's it, the name of the game is surrender. You know, the, the name of the game is to like realize that the mind is never going to shut up, you know, and to like give it stuff to do, let it measure things, let it compare and all of that sort of stuff. But it's not the CEO of the company anymore. Mm -hmm. Your authority is the CEO of the company. What feels good? What doesn't feel good? Do you feel safe? Do you not feel safe? You know, like that's the that it's super it's super simple once you get the handle to it once you once you surrender to the fact that the things that people have projected onto you is not what you are it becomes immensely easy but it's a that's a long road to handle and it's really scary and it hurts and you got to remember a lot like I, I told you before we started recording I'm in bitterness today because you know like I'm dealing with things around some adoption trauma for me and like so like I mean I understand it's touchy you know and and it's not intended to be immediate you know like yeah. mutations come in drips you know we have the channel of mutation in right now and you know the 60 tells us that that it comes in drips and it comes in through surrender when we're surrendered to correctness when we're surrendered to our definition then and only then can the mutations come in and these mutations aren't like a conscious decision to be different it's a gen at a genetic level, a toggling of the way you operate as a bio spiritual entity that becomes something different. It it changes the fractal line of what's going on. Um, it, it, there's th there is nothing to do. It there's just stuff to undo. In my perspective, to that's what deconditioning is. It's releasing the conditions to becoming yourself. Mm -hmm. mm.
And sometimes you think you're really far and then something happens and you're like, crap, like I'm still like here in this spot in yeah. my mind. <laughs> Transference is mechanical too. You're going to get pulled in. You're going to get sucked right out of that. Like you could be the Buddha for a moment. Like you could just like reach total enlightenment, time stops, everything is gorgeous and everything like that. <laughs> and eventually something is going to suck you out of it. You know, like for me, I'm going to get sucked into guilt. Now I got to fix everything. And then, you know, like, Gate four is like all yeah. We'll get him back. I'm producing over here. Back. Yeah, sorry about the internet. Oh no, you're good. That's okay. This yeah. is really interesting to hear. So yeah, and I love all of this because I think as mental projectors, we tend we have the biggest potential for conditioning with our aura and our openness and the lack of information. And this is also why I get really curious about the variables to look at that, just like certain aspects to maybe point people towards uh, their inner authority and their inner knowing mm -hmm. um, so that they can find little glimpses that helps them to surrender more and yeah. tune into that. I pulled a tarot card before we came on today. You did? I haven't pulled a, for a very long. Well, I've been pulling a little bit lately, but not. Yeah, you've, it's been a while. What card did you get? I got the nine of cups, mm. which is like in a lot of the books, it's like wishes. It's, it's in like very traditional tarot. It's like wishes, the wish card. It's like if you pull this card, your wish is granted. Like that's kind of the deal. But when I looked more into it, it also has to do with like material things like being really into like shallow like shallow things and materialist materialism and things like that um I don't pull Matt very I I, I was pulling for a while for myself because I was trying to learn so I was pulling a card a day and then I got really over it I was like this is annoying and so I tried pulling for other people which went much better and I realized Rebecca was like you're really good at this and I feel very self-conscious because I don't know what the cards mean. So I have like my little book and I'm like, oh, looking up the things and telling people. And that to me feels not intuitive and I want to be intuitive about it, but I also don't really know anything. So <laughs> I'm just kind of going with it. But I pulled nine of cups before we came on today. Yeah. Um, would you Would you like to hear what the nine of cups is in the my favorite tarot book because it's an important yes it's yes and then i need to know what your favorite is. oh okay i know which one that is got it yeah, i have so that one in my card i think <laughs> yeah so it says the calming feeling of being right where you're supposed to be at the right time and with the right people is strong with this card to accomplish emotional satisfaction achievement of personal goals and spiritual enlightenment this all takes a journey of great search, strength, and patience. This card is a clear sign that you've reached the end of an emotional journey and have now found peace within areas where there were chaos or was chaos and doubt. There may still be work that needs to be done, but it's nothing compared to what you've been through already. You have managed to trap the beast and the worst is behind you. Now it's time to slip into the warm embracing depths of tranquility and peace for a while 
to quietly celebrate your emotional progress, spiritual growth, and immaterial fortune. Immaterial fortune. Oh, interesting. In this book, the Nine of Cups is more about spiritual development, you know, or spiritual progress. And this is why tarot is hard for me is because I I go, like everybody has opinions on what every card means. So you just kind of have to. Yeah, but I mean, you're a third line. You just third line, you're like, like, like. I know. Like third line your way to understand like divination is dope like you pulled a great card like the themes of this card are in this this conversation we're not done though now now you have achieved a level of emotional satisfaction perhaps it's time to direct your attention to other areas of your life where you're lacking the same sense of fulfillment and progress maybe you need to ground yourself attend to practicalities you've been neglecting or start to share your blessings and knowledge or do you still have dreams or fantasies you wish to explore Life is one long journey of endless detours and adventures. So even though at this point you feel a sense of completion, it's merely a pause before setting off again. And the key, the key keynotes are peace, spiritual growth, immaterial fortune, and blessed. You get that book. That was so cool. You have a really good reading voice, like speaking voice. You should like read books to people. <laughs> That's uh, kind of what I do. I mean, yeah. So thank you. Um, thank you. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I've been, it's hard for me because it's, like I said, I like to, I don't like to share things with people unless I feel like I'm being authentic. And when I have like books and notes and stuff, I don't know, it feels inauthentic to me, but it also feels very third line. And when I pull for other people, like that, I I pulled saying what's the energy around the podcast today and that's what I pulled and usually when I pull for other people it's like crazy when I pull for myself sometimes it's very that doesn't mean anything to me I mean to be honest with you you know um, divination is a big part of my past um, and most most tarot readers I know don't pull for themselves um, it's it's so that's kind of abnormal um, to, to to pull for it's more like um, uh, casual spirituality you know you see it yeah in like, that's influencer stuff and whatnot like but like real true like divination specialists they normally don't pull for themselves um wow. I, I do though um, well, yeah. but I do, I do yes no questions um and uh, and then use the keynotes to kind of guide the conversation um, oh my god and- that sounds so scary I've never thought to do that oh it is it's extreme it, very like I mean there have been some, there, it's taken me down some pretty dark roads um, and some pretty confronting things. Um, so like, but that's, I mean, divination is literally the art of journeying into the subconscious mind. Um, yeah. And that stuff is subconscious for a reason. You have to be ready to shine light into it and 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 witness it. Yeah, yeah. I pulled a, a spread for myself the other day and it always freaks me out because all my cards are turned all topsy-turvy everywhere because I like reverse. A lot of people don't, but I think it's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. And I had a, did a six-card spread and I pulled six cards randomly and they were all right side up, every one. And that was, to me, very weird because my deck is like all over the place on purpose. So immediately when that happened, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> and that kind of stuff I think is cool, but... Also, I don't know. No, it is. And I mean, you you know, I don't know your full mechanics. Like I haven't like looked at your body graph, but as a mental projector, I mean, you're designed to see, like you're at the highest vantage point. You can see the connectivity. Between when she all. has inner vision, so. 
It makes inner sense. vision, inner sense, inner, inner sense, innocence, survival caves. Oh, That's this okay. is me. I look like Rebecca a little bit. Okay, but okay. different. Okay. Same but different. <laughs> I love how I'm like here you go. Here's my little iPad chart. <laughs> yeah, curiosity content and unconscious, or is it hang? Is the eleven hanging in the personality? I have eleven three times. I have it in unconscious Neptune, unconscious South Node. And conscious Neptune. Okay. That yeah. and Gate Fifty are the most I have that three times as well. Yeah. Responsibility. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> My least favorite thing. <laughs> oh man. Well, this has been super interesting, and we haven't even talked about the thing that sparked this whole. We need to be a mental projector triad podcast <laughs> which is and now I this helps me because you are you the way you feel about soundboarding it helps me to talk about this the way that I do because I know I, you're not you don't have any like soundboarding has to look like this um we were talking yeah. about it the other day with nobody knows, somebody, how to, nobody knows how to soundboard with with a mental projector no no we don't. and you can't you can't really effectively soundboard with a with a mental projector I got no. like it that you, my mind is going to be talking to your mind. Yeah. I, I, oh, don't. I never thought about that. Like we're not supposed yeah, to soundboard with each I, other. It, no, it's like, I mean, like if you want to like, uh, you can do the opposite of soundboarding. I can seek advice. I can seek you guidance from you and you can guide me really well. Like your mind, your mind is a friend to me. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, like it, your mind wants to help me. Your mind does not want to help you. Yeah, you're, you're the, the, the not self mind is it's the obstacle. Uh, so your mind is not, you know, is not your best friend. Um, and we can <laughs> we we can give one another advice, but I can't really soundboard off you because you don't you lack the definition I need to be able to mature the idea through my openness. Never thought of it, Rebecca. That's we what, soundboard soundboarding is a part of it. We <laughs> it's like an echo locate. We have to broadcast our frequency. Mm -hmm. um, and then feel it through the mechanics of other people. And it has to really be specific people. Or if you if it's, if you don't have to make the decision right now, you just wait. You just wait. And eventually the moon is going to tickle everything in the body graph once a month. So that's where you can like use that lunar being sort of strategy as, a, as, as, an, as another thing. It's like try to wait about a month if you can. You're like um, soundboarding so with the moon. Basically, yeah. I mean, you can do like, I mean, if you're into spirituality and stuff like that, and, you know, not a fundamentalist, you know, like, because like, I mean, human design is the mechanics of this stuff. There's yeah. a whole spiritual layer on top, like, it's like, it feels like really like below, you know, like below the fourth line kind of stuff. It's down in the, you know, in the, in the lower trigram. That's There's why I liked it so much when I first came to it was it felt very logical and it felt yeah. very mechanical. Totally. Like, you know? totally. yeah. Um, but there's a, you know, there's like, it, we talk about dualities and stuff, but like, it's only been like, everybody's been trying to fix everything in place and make something like true. And yeah, it might be true then. It might've been true in 1994, but like 30 years has happened between now and we have evolved. There have been mutations that have come in. The world mm -hmm. is not what it was in 1994. No. At all. Yeah. So that means that we have to, like this, we, have to, we can't just... We can't hold on to source like it's 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 the eternal truth. It was yeah. just a message then. 
Yeah. Well, and especially for us, right? Like you and I have talked about this, how raw was basically like, here's this thing called a mental projector. It's cool, but you guys got to go figure it out. Mm -hmm. So go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're doing it. Yes. Okay, raw, we're doing it. <laughs> we can even move it. In, if we can move it a millimeter and understand it would be a great, you know, great thing. Figuring it out is a lofty goal. Right. But, you know, I think one of the things is like to to really free mental projectors from is this idea that like they like this is the whole point of human design is to become your own authority. And I understand that you want kind of an orientation to into how to do that. Like that's how we've been conditioned. I went to school to learn everything I know. Right? Like that's what I was told. Right. But um might be true for one threes, Rebecca, but for a two four, like yeah. I didn't learn it in school. I'm very bitter about school because I worked very hard and I was a great student and I thought my life would be perfect after that and it was not. <laughs> okay, yeah, bitter about the about a, 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 a false promise. I did it perfectly and it died. What yes. happened? What I was a grade one three student and I passed my tests and then life happened. So <laughs> I think it makes me a better teacher though. Like when I'm in the classroom with kids, I'm like, you know what? This really doesn't matter. They're like. <laughs> I try yeah. I tried really hard in school and this doesn't mean anything. So you're yeah. fine. I'm like, you'll be fine. <laughs> um oh, that's so funny. Uh, but sorry, we we <laughs> got on I, mean, I, was, I think I was saying that I think the thing to really free free us up is is and is it like having the two of you as third lines and like, you know, like this is a great this is a great thing that you're doing. This this podcast is like allowing us to see that we don't have to follow, we don't have to give our authority away to what some, you know, analyst wrote, to what some 5-1 manifester said about us. Um, yeah, yeah, Ra, you know, like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not afraid of fundamentalism. I have deep respect for Ra, I have deep respect for Source, but I am my own authority. The first words that man uttered was, don't trust me. Okay, invitation accepted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I so, know that's what I love. If you really listen to him, he's not trying to be the one on the pedestal. He's like, I just have this information. And he, he's saying it very correctly for his mechanics. Oh, oh yeah, that's why it's but, hard for me to listen to. Yeah, yeah. But I find that that's fine because then you tell me, like I said, Rebecca will tell me stuff, or somebody will like package it in a way that's much more digestible for me, and I'm like, oh, I understand this now. But yeah, listening to a raw, I've listened to a few of them. A lot of the ones on projectors I listen to when I clean my apartment, and they're good but it's hard to listen to stuff but you know it's hard to listen to stuff about projectors because we're like projector adjacent we're over here yeah. and it feels very I guess that's a good question for you Matt how do you feel do you feel like how projectory do you feel today <laughs> I don't know how to ask this question but it's like do you feel like projector information that is given out really fits for mental, mental projectors or sometimes or I don't know yeah I mean I, at an auric level I mean I I definitely I def all of the all of the projector aura stuff really does resonate with me mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like you know, penetrating like, aura yeah yeah just um penetrating and absorbing aura and again for a mental projector with our openness that's you're absorbing the other person so the oh, person yeah. that you're facing like we can't be slutty with our attention like that is the number one thing like you have to be really, really discerning about like who you absorb into yourself as a, yeah. as a, as a projector. 
And yet, like, it's just this, like, divine comedy that, like, you know, that is impressioned on us at birth that basically leads us right into doing it the wrong way so that we can become wise about how to get out. You know, it's it's this idea of, um, there's a, there's this, the, I used to be a fan of the show The West Wing, and there's this one scene in it where a guy falls down in a hole, and, a, you know, a doctor walks by, and the guy yells up and says, you know, like, hey, doc, can you help me? I'm down in this hole. The guy writes a prescription, throws it down, and walks off. Priest walks by, he's like, hey, hey, father, can you help me out? He's like, you know, writes down a prayer, throws it down a hole and walks off. And then his friend walks by and he says, hey, Joe, I'm down here in this hole. Can you help out? And the friend jumps down in the hole and, and, and the guy in the hole says, Joe, you idiot. Now we're both stuck down in the hole. He's like, no, I've been down here before and I know the way out. You know, and like that, in my opinion, is the, you know, that's the epitome of a, of, of a mental projector. We are wise guides because we know the way out of the hole. We know the way back to we have if we if we do surrender properly to correctness, we will learn the way back to our trueness. And it's and it's and the big blessing is the curse. Like the openness is both the gift and the curse, you know. And that's why I kind of like the gene keys approach of like, you know, like it's a it's a it's a transformative approach from like sort of a, a limitation to a you know, like two in it, like, I don't remember their terminologies, but like, there's three stages. Of yeah, it. Trying yeah, to get to yeah. A, which is a spiritual gift, really, you know, like the, like the proper expression of it. Um, and, you know, like that, that's our whole, that's our whole journey. And you as a six line, you know, like, I mean, that it, it gets, it adds additional like complexity um, to it because like you have to do that in three stages. So you got to do it three times. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is what's happening, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and that whole three stage thing, I I like it, but I also, and I had this conversation with another mental projector I know, two four, and he said, well, because you're a three six, you're going to be coming off the roof to try things out and then going back up. He goes, you come up and down probably more than any of the other profile combinations just because you can't know from up there as easily as the other types can know. You have to come and experiment with it. Um, I also have 10 third lines in my chart, so I'm very third line heavy. And so I know that my six line process looks different. And when people talk about the six line process, I used to get very frustrated because I didn't feel like I could be up there for very long. Like I felt like I was being pulled back down into like trying things out and experiencing things for myself and I was like oh no I have to be up there longer I'm not doing it right I'm not doing the roof right I have to get this right and then I I let go of that because yeah the whole I have another right and wrong line. is well <laughs> I have another six line generator in my life that says the same exact thing you know and he's um he's in his mid-30s Mm -hmm. um and um yeah it feels like he's constantly has that tug of war you know he wants to be on the roof and is compelled to be there um and that's where satisfaction is but he continually gets kind of pulled back into you know it and i think again that's like uh, i i know i'm not saying it's exactly right but it's um you know it's like it's the best terminology i can think of it is like revertigo it's like either your mind or someone that you're with is pulling you back into a like into older mechanics it's like you're getting pulled in through transference into remembering who you were and like feeling responsible uh, responsible to be that person when you really can just stand and give yourself permission to be on the roof um whenever you're whenever you're ready and whatever that looks like for you like the way somebody describes it is just one way 
Again, mm -hmm. this is all about differentiation. The program does not want you to experience your roof time like any other person. It would have no purpose or value. Yeah. It has That's to be fine. different. Yeah, it does. It's very annoying though. I get, I get like impatient. Roof time can, is a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know? well, it sounds lonely. It sounds lonely, you know, it sounds, and it sounds unfamiliar, you know. Um, there's also a lot of sunlight on the roof you know you get like you can get a little burned and a little parched and you know like you know but I mean but that's the whole thing is like going into that third phase is it normally requires a little crisis right like yeah. you you have to crisis your way into into maturity don't say crisis to me that's my mercury I think it's mercury I'm that's my only <laughs> gate that's my only gate defined gate in the solar plexus is 36 no it is six Oh, so, no. oh, oh, six. I have six. Six is friction, huh? Yeah. Six is friction, yeah. Sorry. Crisis is in Pluto for two million years. That's what it is. And it's defining yeah. my 35, 36. <laughs> but yeah, so the six is friction. And whenever people tell me that, that pisses me off because I really like to get along with people and I don't like confrontation or friction or any of that shit. And, and I've had like people tell me, well, that's too bad. Like, that's what's going to happen to you because... <laughs> This is how you communicate. What if you just have to, what if you experience it internally more? Yeah. You know? Also, I, I have to remind myself that friction isn't a, like a bad thing. Like a lot of times words carry connotations that make you go, oh, well, this is bad or hard or going to not be as fun as other parts of life. But sometimes friction really is an interesting test and experiment, you know, and it's not necessarily like, oh, this is the end of the world. Sometimes yeah. friction oh, wow. creates fire and warms everybody around it. Oh, look yeah. at you. It's also, where, it's also where you learn the emotional intelligence to, you know, to like, to be ready for confrontation. You know, you're designed, you're designed to avoid confrontation. My tears are that, ready. Doesn't mean that, like, you were born to, to, to avoid confrontation. Doesn't mean you have to die avoiding confrontation. You know? No, I know. We have My parents were alcoholics, so I have like super classic conditioning of adult sorry, children of alcoholics, classic conditioning, TM. Um, but I was saying, bad. like, I mean, it seems like it seems like everybody, every MP I talk to, our story is pretty. I mean, like, I mean, I could make, I could, I could tell you my story and make you cry too. You know, like, like everybody had, everybody got their ass kicked. Um, <laughs> and again, it's like, I mean, like, how are you going to guide people? Especially. Like, think about when you're born, it's already shifting. I know that the two, I don't even need to, I can tell that the two of you see that the world is changing at a place that's way quicker than it ever was before. And somebody's going to need to guide, somebody's going to need people that are going to be ready, willing, and able to jump down in that hole and find the way to the sixth line. You know, like, how do we get out of this hole that we've dug ourselves into um, back up to surface level? Me, and that's right around the corner. So it, you kind of, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to like, uh, you, you sort of have to just kind of find, you know, reverence over time for the fact that it's been a little tough um, and then, and then extract the wisdom from those tough experiences um, and guide from that, you know, like it'll help you make really good questions to ask people to glide through life, you know, like you've already been there, done that, you got the t-shirt. So, you know, like as the, as, as, as the wheels fall off the wagon, you know, like you're already on the ground, you're, you're not, you're not in the calamity. 
you've already been, you've got a preview of it and you've been through school and now it's time to lead. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't know when people talk about the third line, a lot of times, I don't think my life has been that difficult. I, I just think of other people's lives and go, well, that seems way worse than anything that I ever had to go through. I think it has a lot to do with the resilience of the third line. And also I don't, it's hard to judge yourself and your experiences objectively and go, oh, this was hard because it's your own stuff. You You're like, yeah. you just described something very, very difficult. I don't think that, I don't think that wounding is a competition. You know, there's always going to be somebody that had it better and somebody that's worse. That's all the mind doing that measuring and comparing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your truth is your truth, you know, and you can update your relationship to your truth. You know, so like you can, you know, like, yeah, you know, like my parents hurt me, right? And like, I can choose to judge them through what I am right now, or I can remember that they were also scared, 28 year old, you know, like, don't know shit about shit people that were trying their best and, you know, and all of that sort of stuff and develop a new relationship with the memory that I have and stop, tell my, stop telling myself a story that I'm a, that I'm, that I'm a victim. Um, and you're not doing that. You know, but at the same time, like you just described, you know, like, like, I'm sorry that happened to you, you know, and that, that's like, it's okay for that to be that way. I've never know? felt and it doesn't... victim. Like that's never been something I've ever, I've. Well, yeah, because you're designed to be a martyr. I mean, like that's the third line is like, I mean, like you're designed to be a martyr. You're designed to always see like, like, like think about this the other way, right? Like, is that like, um, oh, like I'm looking, I see, and I'm a projector. So I see. I see problems, I see martyrs, and I, and my mind is making their, you know, like their circumstances worse than, you know, worse than mine, so I should just be grateful. No, it happened. I do say that, I do say I should just be. No. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, you can be grateful that you had that experience so that you can learn the way out of it, you know, you yeah. can be grateful for the fact that they tried their best. You can be grateful for a lot of things, but it, but it doesn't change the truth that you were hurt. Yeah. You know, so that's the, that, so it's, it's, it, there is not a, uh, this or that it's a, this and that kind of a thing. Um, and, you know, like, you know, we live in a, it's consciousness is, is rather binary, you know I mean? And I don't fully ascribe to the idea in human design about a biverse and binary, this and that, like that, I start to lose me, you know, especially when you drop below the line, it gets a little weird. Um, I'm open to it, not convinced yet, um, and probably will die doubting it, you know, as a proper, you know, 449. Um, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I mean, it's all of those experiences are just, those are just memories of, 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 of what happened. That's where your wisdom is locked. And once you can depretzel the feelings, the emotions that are kind of like distorting those that's the conditioning once you can get those feelings out and see it through the lens of the awareness that you've cultivated now um you can write a more empowered narrative and like and that narrative is that that's the new story that you're operating on and this is happening at like a genetic level so that's why i really like human design and its ability to connect us to the binary operation at a cellular level of like when we actually mutate and start to replicate new epigenetic stories inside of our cells and that little society of cells that is like this body that we think is us starts to operate differently in the world and it, it only happens through acceptance 
yeah. acceptance and surrender it, it you know and yet we're conditioned to that we have to fix it we have to and do we're something sitting, we're sitting in fix it energy right now right like i mean that's yeah. an immature four is always trying to formulate the answer or the solution to something yeah there's some sort of code that's got to unlock something you just got to figure it out yeah <laughs> well geez louise this has been such a cool conversation rebecca do you have any questions about before for Matt or for me, or do you want anything, have anything you want to say? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm processing a lot of stuff. I always, I always really appreciate listening to Matt. I feel like there's a lot, I mean, I've been taking a lot of notes. Of oh course. yeah. I've seen you. You're just, so, <laughs> I love it. It's so first line perfection. Um, but I did, I guess, want to talk a little bit about our mastermind coming up. And, I was going to say, if you don't talk about anything else, yeah. talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> our essential vision for that, um, just so in case anybody hasn't heard about it or is curious about more. Um, so are you up for just giving, like talking about that a little bit, Matt? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I think that we've kind of already touched all around it, you know, like given sort of a preview or a sample of the kinds of conversations um, that we're hoping to have. Um, I don't think that either Rebecca or I are looking to be the, like the person that like figures it out, you know, to use that whole, I, like, here I am, you know, a, a you know, 4.2 conscious son um, telling you that I have no desire to formulate the answer. But what I do, you know, through my fourth line is to try to provide linkage you know, to some mental projectors that are really interested in, in truly entering to the experiment. Like they really want to do it. They don't want to just learn it in the head. Um, you know, like and they, they're not looking for a prescriptive solution. They want to become surrendered to their true authority so that they can vibrate and become their true self. Those mental projectors um, coming together to share experience, perspective, all through our mechanics and cooperating through our mechanics and our unique ability to see things in a very specific, you know, like ordered way, even if it's abstract and, you know, and or logical, there's still uh, such a logical framework in the abstraction process of a mental projector um, and its ability to like create these like, like broad mapped, you know, like sort of things and to see through the noise. Um, and so that's what we're hoping to do is bring a group of mental projectors together that will co-create resources for mental projectors of present and the future to be able to operate correctly as themselves, to pick up where the sidewalk ends in the human design system um, mm -hmm. and start doing what Ra asked us to do, which is to figure ourselves out for the future, for the present and the future generation of of, of, of mental projectors because it's my belief the thing that drives me is that the world is going to need us really soon and it's time to wake up absolutely and I totally agree with that and I'll say that I do want to create resources for that like you said something in the beginning and I was like oh no I, I'll do that like <laughs> that's for me to do like I just have this vision of Matt you know provoking things and asking these questions and getting things and then I'm in the back just like most of this conversation where I'm like taking notes and I'm like oh interesting isn't that so nice that she wants yeah. to do that I love, she does that for me. And I'm like, oh. it like takes oh. a big breath of fresh air. Cause I don't want to create PDFs yeah. or like that stuff to me. That's not fun. And you're like, 
<laughs> like let's let's look at this and then put it in a nice pretty format um, because I have so many curiosities <laughs> with like um and it, it's this interesting balance though of as mental projectors our only definition is the Ajna and so we we automatically seek this mental certainty because that's where our definition is and so it's this balance of of not letting that take control and like surrendering to our system like you were talking about but then also using it as its resource that it's meant to be used as and so that, that's something I toggle with a lot probably because of all my one lines but I am curious, like, if it was something like, hey, look, everybody really re leans on their motivation, and that really helps to go internal, then we're going to talk about that more. And I'm just curious about some of the nuances. So I'm really excited to hear the conversations that come through it and the the nuance that comes through Matt in this. And it's just been a lot of fun experimenting so far. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yay, I'm excited for you guys, because I think this is fun for you. And the want to hear something hilarious that you guy really helped me out with. When you told me you were doing this, I had like a flash of jealousy for like a second. And then my entire body was like, you don't want to do this. Like, this does not sound fun. This sounds hard. This sounds like no. And I was like, yes, I can be happy for these people doing something that I think is cool, but I'm not like, wow, I want to do this too. Cause I do not. And I felt very like happy that I could say that. And it's very it's similar to when I'm like, I don't want to teach people. I thought that that was me like giving up something that was important that I could offer to people, but I realized that it's really not what I want to do at all. And so I think that's what you designed to do. No. And I think that that, I, I think if people, when they have FOMO or when they see other people doing things that they think they want to do, take a second to think about what that would actually mean for you. Like what you would have to do to do what they're doing. Do you want to do all that other stuff? No. Does it just look like they're having fun doing that thing? Yeah. Okay. Then you can say, great job doing your thing. I, it looks fun, but I'm over here. <laughs> hmm. And it really kind of gets rid of like all jealousy and FOMO because I don't want to do all the back end stuff. <laughs> That was like you just like role modeled you just role modeled just perfectly like what a like nice vulnerable you're trying to make me like, you know, like like really authentic expression of you know uh, uh, it's perfect like just Thank perfect you. Uh, thanks a lot it it actually that was, a, that was a very valuable like I don't like I mean you just said that it was super valuable people are gonna that's gonna make a, a good impression to people that, that that hear this that like yeah we we have feelings like we the world teaches us that we're not allowed to have feelings like that those feelings are valid and it's not it's okay to share them yeah you know? oh yeah it's and I agree and then I love the piece where you connected the fact that like you actually like really asked yourself a question like you slipped into you know you slipped in and said like yeah, but like what I really want to buy, like, like, cause I look, I, I agree with you. Like I, yeah, for me, it had to be correct. Like, like Rebecca is like done the majority of the, the like, I'm, I, I, it just happens for me. I'm mm -hmm. not looking to like, actually, she's organized it. Right. Like, um, and I feel, yeah, I feel guilty about that, you know, but then like, but we've talked openly about it and through that correctness, through that open discussion, um, then like, you don't have to, I, I don't have to worry about getting sucked back into guilt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't same. know you know, what, you have guilt, uh, guilt no, transference? No, I'm, I'm innocence motivation with desire uh -oh. transference. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and you've got like, oh my God, you must like that innocence. I mean, like the the four is all about innocence. So, it, you know, like you're like, your innocence is just getting bathed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's innocent, really nice. you know, like, uh, inexperienced energy, you know, like it's so. Maybe like, that's why I like Sean so much is because he's a two four and I'm innocent. He's desire. He's my transference, which is very interesting. Yeah. Because I can yeah. feel it in him. It can, huh? get tricky. it can get tricky. You get sucked into that. Yeah, because I can feel it in him. His des- and a lot of times, like you say, I get kind of sucked in because I, he has like this confidence about himself that I don't understand where it comes from at all. Um, not to say he shouldn't be confident, but I don't. I can't get that for myself. Like I can't access that for myself. But when I'm around him, it's like he's a two yeah, four. yeah. Two he's four. a two four. Yeah, oh, that's where it comes from. I know, and that's that's yeah. like. It's so, I know that's where it comes from, but just like you say, you can't explain, like, there's no way to cite your source. You just are this confident, cool, awesome person. And I've described the two, four to Rebecca as me as like in high school, it was the person who everybody liked and who was popular with all the groups, but didn't do anything to be that. They were just there and everybody liked them. (laughs) Was that you? You son of a bitch. That was Sean. He played like one sport, maybe for like a minute. But all the groups were like, he was in with this group and that group. And I wanted to be that person so bad in school. Now I don't, because it seems like my mechanics couldn't do that. It'd be too difficult. It'd be exhausting. But seeing that, that's how I see it too far. It's a little lonely, to be honest with you. Because like, I mean, you're accepted in all the groups, but you don't really belong to any of them. So in belonging, this is a really deep, you know, a, a really deep, for me, I'm an adoptee. So like a, a belongingness is a, like a trauma trigger even, you know, yeah. so um, I might sure. be projecting a little of my individual experience in that. Um, but I enjoyed being able to be, you know, that, but that's a fourth line thing, you know, mm-hmm. like you're kind of a glad hander, you're, you know, like you network, you network yeah. and you link things together as a projector, you're recognizing like, oh, like, you know, like this guy in the band like would really get along really well with this jock on the football team. And like, we can, I can make, yeah, I can make a connection here, you know, mm-hmm. and like link these two groups together. There's value. You can do your thing um, mm-hmm. that way. And as an yeah. adult, I feel like that's such a valuable skill to have and to do for people. Yeah. Well, it doesn't pay well. <laughs> I know none of this does believe me. We're trying, we tried. Or I try to figure it out in my mind. I'm like, how can I monetize this shit? And I've really tried to let that go. And now I just, I'm like, whatever. No, success will, success will come right to you as soon as you allow it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. It fine. might not look like the success that your parents, like, you know, told you you needed to have and stuff like that. But like, I mean, do you want all of the money in the world or do you want to feel successful? I just want to feel secure and safe. I'm survival view by the way, and caves. So I just want like safety. And for me, financial safety is like the pinnacle of safe. It's the most safe you could be, which doesn't make any sense because that's not really true. Like you could have all the money in the world and be shot in the face. And that's, that messes with your physical safety quite a bit. Or exploded at the bottom of the Or get like a terrible disease <laughs> and you're just like wasting away for years. That Rebecca. That was not too soon at all. That was perfect. I yeah, love was... that. Good job. <laughs> Heart's blown at the bottom of the ocean. See, that's exactly. why I think that my idea of financial security is swanky because wouldn't physical security be more important? 
Well, I mean, in our society, I think, I think security is an aspect of success. You know, oh, I think it's, yeah. I think that there are components, you know, like it's, it's like um, water, right? Water is not water. It's you know, hydrogen and oxygen, you know, kind of bonded together. And so success is, you know, all of these little elements that, you know, sort of come together in its own yeah. unique way to define what success feels like for the three of us. It's individual. Yeah. My definition of success is different than yours, um, you know, um, so it's not like water in the sense that like I might my success might be more like Gatorade, you know, like it's got yeah. some extra shit. In it. <laughs> yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel that because I feel my success, like the feeling of feeling successful, successful, really tied to financial in my own. And I try to tell myself that that's not good. But now I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Well, I mean, look at where we are in the finance, in the financial world, in the collective right now. I mean, like this is like, I mean, like it's highly inflated. Our currency is doing weird things. The, you know, geopolitical scene is, I mean, like, I I don't think that there's a person on earth right now that doesn't feel um, a little queasy about like the future of our financial being, you know, your grocery bill is two to three times what it used to be. Uh, People can't afford rent for the first time on minimum wage. Um, so like, I mean, like, I think that that's just what's going on, um, too, you know, like that, I, I, I don't think there's a person on, you'd have to be delusional not to be a little bit financially concerned at the moment. And my survival view is like, shit. And my innocent motivation is like, it's cool. (laughs) It's very, yeah. I think that's why I have a problem with trust is because I have some big pieces of my design that are like that really everybody that's 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 it It, there's nothing but polarities there's nothing but this and that fighting with it (laughs) (laughs) i have hope and guilt you know like that's my you know like those two things don't play nice together no they don't what are your fear and yeah i'm fear motivation Um, what's your view probability so there's a, a weird thing too, because fear wants that f- solid foundation. It wants to fill in all the holes and probability is like, well, I don't know. Look, there's more things over here that could probably go. And this is possible. And this is possible. So, and this is well, it's possible. not like the opposite of probability is possibility. So yeah. um, it's a interesting thing, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I have that too, where it's like, I've got to manage that desire for the foundation and and wanting to have that solid foundation and also seeing that there's a hundred other ways that this could go. I read and something interesting that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. That probability is about a lot of times it's about the immediate. Probability no, is about the future more the so future? and possibilities like immediate possible. possible? Right okay. I'm getting my P's mixed up. I think yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. It's a weird it's thing. So, so- so Rebecca, for you, that would look like a signpost of like when you're trying to figure it out or when you're trying to be certain about what's going to happen a month or a year or five years from now, um, and you're obsessing over that and like you're just um, feeling, you know, like up against uh, like up against resistance, that it's a signpost to like sort of take a step back um, and and maybe visualize or try to understand what fear is sort of like triggering you into trying to know how it's going to work out. Is, is that a fair way of looking at navigate? Because that's how I do guilt. When I realize that I'm trying to figure something out, it's like, 
you have gotten off course. Like, yes. think what got you, what got you off course? Like, who was it? What situation was it that led you to believe that you have to fix something? And, you know, and typically yeah. it's the person to fix their problem for. That would that would seem a fairly correct assessment for sure. I know it I it the signpost for me is when I transfer to need and that what you described is very needy to me where it's like I need to know what to do right now so that I can secure my future and I can take care of myself and my kids for the next 5 10 forever years and and that, that moves very much into need. Like I need to know these things. And that's the angsty part and so then when I can relax into it and say okay look, we're building the foundation today and we're just going to chill, then it can, it can change. I never think about what puts me into my transference or who I never, I've never done that. Like you just said, how you're like, how did I get here? I do. I don't, I never, I don't, I don't know why. I, I invite you to experiment with it. Like, I mean, first of all, like, I mean, I'm really new to human design, by the way. So like everything I'm saying is just part of my experiment. I, I'm with you, Janelle. I'm not here to teach human design. I'm I'm here to help people individuate. So, um, you know, and to accept themselves as they are. You have to accept your your limitations. You're not here to make yourself what you aren't. I know. That's I just think it's interesting. It's surrendering to what we are defined to be. Yeah. I think I will. I have a hard time looking back. We talked about this with Rebecca. I have a hard time looking in the past. Like, I don't like to think about the past or look at the past. It feels irrelevant to me in the future and the now seem like the relevant things. So to even go, oh, two days ago, what put me in transference to think even that little back kind of, it's just not something that I would consciously do. That's why you need, that's why you need a guide that, you know, like is skilled at helping to make sense of the past. (sighs) like i never right that's why the mental projector mastermind could be beneficial (laughs) okay so it's true i never i never really like literally when you just said how did i get here in my head i was like wait am i supposed to know am i supposed to think about that like how i got to where because it helps you so confused more. I got to say too, like, I don't know. I just feel like I need to clarify with the fear motivation. Um, probably because I can just hear this question a lot from other people because of that word fear. It's like, oh, it must revolve around fear, but it's really an intelligence, like the same kind of fear that comes out of the spleen and the aware and the solar plexus and the Ajna. It's about an intuition. It's about an awareness. It's about an intelligence of building that foundation so it's not necessarily that you're afraid all the time I find that when I'm afraid I'm in I'm actually in my need transference and Raw talks about that too like he labeled a lot of things as the not self so that you can be aware of what's actually happening um so for anybody who has like fear motivation and might be weirded out by it it sounds worse than it doesn't I I agree with you and to me you don't come off as a generally afraid person at all you come off as the opposite well, like, and knowing this helped me with that though, because I find it funny. I have a judgment tone under my fear motivation. And I realized that for years, like when I, right before I found human design, I was trying to figure stuff out. And my big mantra was love is stronger than fear. Love is greater than fear. And I was trying so hard to focus on love because I was so afraid about so much. And I always say, observe, don't judge. Right. And so I was like, it's just so interesting how I was kind of working with my motivation and my tone under that without realizing it, but having these labels helped me to relax into it and to surrender into it and to understand what's actually happening here. Tones. She teaches me about tones and 
base and I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about base yet, but <laughs> I love how you said yet, because you know, you will know <laughs> at some point, <laughs> like that's amazing. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this thing. And she's like, yet, because I will have it when it interests me and I have the time. <laughs> yeah. Substructure is wild. It really is. It, it's, it's, it's wild. I don't and know yet, anything about that it. Was a good, that was a good save, Rebecca, because fear is probably the most like activating terminology that we threw out there. Yeah. Um, in the motivation world um and yeah like that was exactly what i knew about it was that it's uh being wise at like skillfully avoiding the things that you're afraid of like you, you like you not 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 being afraid it's like knowing how not to even get there guilt <laughs> guilt know? is an interesting term for people too i think that's another one that's like whoa yeah anybody with guilt they're like what in the world but that's the one i have am i supposed to feel time? guilty all the time that's what people ask me am i supposed to just feel guilty all the time yes no <laughs> <laughs> you're not <laughs> but it's just yeah the terminology a lot of times in design is you get one word or you get like one thing and you're like hey so if something grabs you maybe you look into it because it probably doesn't mean what you think it means most of the time because again raw translated it correctly through his structure and it's all about shock and it's about there. Oh, so it's okay <laughs> yeah um, um thank you again Matt I just realized I'm like we've been talking for a long time and I really appreciate you sharing this time and space with us yeah and I'm really really excited fun. about MPMM and what's coming up with that I'm really happy to meet you and I don't know how long you've been in your experiment but you you're you you don't sound knowledgeable you sound like it's already there like it's already been there the whole time it's like in been imprinted in you this whole time I don't know what it is but when you talk it comes off so different than when you speak it's like yeah. I know isn't that cool that's why so I love it like you can hear the two four the abstract you can hear his channels like but you, you can, can hear yours too you can hear but, your I know and that's what I'm saying like that's why I love this system so much it's like you guys are like I don't want to teach foundational stuff and I'm like oh that. <laughs> It's great. It's a great like, combo. Just later when you know some shit because we don't want to teach you anything. And yeah, yeah. But I can't like listening to Matt's trans like translation of everything. It just always sparks so much for me, and I I love it so. But much. But it doesn't sound book smart, and you are you sound book smart to me when you talk, which isn't a bad thing. It's a great thing. It's very like I know I can trust you. Like I feel very much like you are the sighted source. Like you are. <laughs> Whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, I know she got that from somewhere good. Trust her. Got it. Genius. But when you speak, it's like, where the fuck is this coming from? I have no idea. But it sounds like amazing. Like, I don't know. You, you have a very good speaking voice. So it's like, I think that has something to do with it. <laughs> I'm really attracted to people who have good, like, who can tell a good, like, their voice is like, I just love to, that's why I think Ra is so to me is because his voice is terrible, but <laughs> it's I, just perfect. monotone. Huh? I think it's perfect. I'm so grateful that Ra was the messenger. Like, I, like if I were a divine intelligence, I would have picked Ra to be the messenger of human design. Because I mean, I really do think that the system is brilliant. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't think that it's novelly brilliant. I mean, it's the synthesis of a bunch of stuff that's been around for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like sort of woven with science. Um, 
But like, yeah, we've seen what happens with other messengers that come and sort of like add, you know, light to the darkness. Uh, people, you know, um, I mean, fundamentalism, you know, like think religious fundamentalism and what that's brought to, you know, brought to the world. Like, not very many people are going to like blindly follow Rauru, who, you know, like as like their religious leader. So yeah. he, I think he's perfect. Like he got the message of it, perfect. Like it's perfect. He's a perfect expression of the mechanics. You have yeah, this like sure. repelling aura, you know, that's a negative. These people up, and then he just dropped the mic and left. <laughs> that's true. Perfect. Yeah, you're right. No one really views Ra Aru who is like the they do as like the god of human design. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So some people like they feel like they're tuning into Ra's frequency um, and then they somehow like have the ability to like have more authority than you and a science that's supposed to help you. Like channeling you? Authority. They want to take like it's, it's it's such a crazy convolution. But, you know, I mean, I see that in all spiritual like all spiritual or esoteric traditions is that, um, you know, like the gatekeepers of the the gatekeepers of the wisdom, you know, try to elect themselves into positions of power. Um, mm. This is a very first line, you know, um, you know, cross of planning sort of a thing. Mm. And I'm looking forward to it going away. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh, this has been so cool. Thank you so much for talking to us. I'm sure we'll have you on again because we have yeah, a lot fun. to say all the time. It's nice to meet you. It was nice to meet you, too. Um, and thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, if you're interested in the Mental Projector Mastermind, find Rebecca or Matt on socials or websites or however you find us because we're there bye guys thanks for listening please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people is there something you want to hear let us know your idea might be our next episode